Hollow Cult, we all know that the internet is not a safe place, especially when you're in our line of work. We're constantly looking up nefarious conspiracies, putting out FOIA requests, looking into dropped FBI files. That's why we here in the Hollow Layer trust our ISP to express VPN. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. That's right. We don't need any more of our information floating around out there. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't be seen with any of the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting it 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption out there. ExpressVPN is also available on all of your devices, phones, computers, tablets, even your smart TVs. So there's no excuse as to why you should not be using something like this when it comes to protecting yourself and protecting your data. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash hollow one, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash H-O-L-O-1, expressvpn.com slash hollow one to learn more. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen. And Kyle. You can find us at all of your favorite social media websites, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, Twitters, and the YouTubes. And if you have a paranormal experience you would love to share with us, which we would love for you to share with us, how can they get that to us, Kyle? You can give us a call at one 800 hollow and leave a message for us. Or you can simply get on your voice memo app on your smartphone, record your story, and then email it to us. Our email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. If you listen to us on iTunes, please feel free to pop over there and give us a five-star rating and review. 
that helps us kind of climb the list and makes us more visual and easy to get at on the iTunes uh, list of stuff, I suppose. List of podcasts. Anyway, we have a new five-star request or five-star rating and review, and it is from Don't Get Murdered. (laughs) Thanks, dude. (laughs) It's an awesome name. Thank you for the kind words and the reviews. We really appreciate it, and it does help out. So if any of you would like to pop over there, we will definitely give you a shout out. If you're looking for something to listen to while waiting for our next episode to drop, check out our friends in Booze and Spirits. But again, I'll let them tell you instead of me. Hey, did you know that in the original Bloody Mary ritual, you had to walk backwards up a flight of stairs? Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the purpose was to catch a glimpse of your future husband's face. Really? I wish I could find my future husband that easily. Honestly, all I really want to do now is drink a Bloody Mary. Well, how about we go make some Bloody Marys while you tell me more fun facts about Bloody Mary? Join us every week at Booze and Spirits, where we make our favorite drinks and tell each other our favorite paranormal stories. Find us under Booze and Spirits on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and Podbean. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Booze and Spirits. So definitely check them out. That is the end of the business. We are going to jump into our listener submitted story for this evening. I know I think we forgot one on the last episode, but we're going to bounce back in with this one. So this is an email we received and I was a part of this little expedition. So hits kind of close to home. Here is Brandon's story from Illinois. This story is involving one of you two beautiful fellas, so Steve, please feel free to lend in anything I may for, may have forgot. We'd always heard stories about a supposed Satanist compound, quote, end quote, in a rural area of town not far from where we live. So one night, Steve, my wife Jen, and myself all loaded up into the car and took a trip out there. Everything that we knew of this place was all hearsay, so after some shitty directions, we stumbled across the road that matched the description that we'd been told. At the front part of the driveway was a two, possible three-story house, and there were candles in every single window. So that's creepy to start. As we proceeded down the half-mud, half-rock path in my little front-wheel drive car, we started noticing these odd offshoots that went both left and right off the main path and were marked by two leaf piles on each side of them. There were probably 25 or 30 of these offshoots on this path. Even creepier at this point... So we finally made it to the end of the path, and it comes to a dead end with a gate leading out to a field. Now hanging from this gate is an animal. I'm not sure if it was a baby calf, a goat, a baby deer. I can't remember. The reason I couldn't really identify it was because only the head and the spinal cord with the body laying on a heap on the ground beneath it. The super creepy thing about this is that the head was not cleanly cut off of the animal. There was flesh hanging from it in ways that would point to being ripped off. Needless to say, we'd seen enough horror movies to know that it was time to leave. We turned around and drove out of there as fast as my shitty car would let us. I don't know if we went looking for a Satanist compound and came across a Sasquatch or some other crypto feeding or crypto fe- feeding area or aliens or what. I don't think any of us really wanted to stick around to find out, that's for sure. That's my story. Love the podcast. Love you dudes. And I'm not opening a dib- Dybbuk box. Love beef. Well, the a, Dybbuk box is up for debate. Yeah, you are going to open a Dybbuk box if anyone buys us one. So buy us a Dybbuk box. We'll give you Brandon's uh, address. address, and he's going <laughs> to open it, and I'll live feed it. So there's that. It'll be awesome. So I do remember that night. It was 
pretty wild, so to speak. Um, there were all kinds of rumors that there's some kind of cult, some Satanist compound, something out there at the end of this old ass road that we'd heard about and heard about and heard about. So it's pretty much exactly as he described it with all the little weird, almost like they were like mini cul-de-sacs, I guess, that just led to nothing. And there were these piles of leaves, like someone had systematically raked these leaves up on each side. It was, it was, I don't know if they were like water drainage or what the deal was. And they were trying to keep them clean, but it was bizarre. There was definitely a animal carcass hanging from the fence at this gate. And it's exactly as he described it. I, th- I want to think it was a deer or a calf and it was like something just tore its damn head off and just stuck it on this fence. I don't know if it, if it had got caught and something ate it or what the deal was. But I also remember hearing rumors that past this gate at the end of this fence that there were cameras all through the woods. And I remember s- sitting there thinking that I saw blinking lights in the trees like cameras. I don't know if it was my mind playing tricks on me or what the hell the deal was, but it got creepy enough to where we got the hell out of there. It's It was definitely a weird night. And i probably go back if Beef wants to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just throwing that out there. My take is that that place doesn't sound like any place I would want to go to. But I have to jump out and say, Brandon, thank you for submitting the story. And not only for submitting the story, but telling a story. I loved all the details you included in this story. It made me feel like I was actually there. So I appreciate that a lot because like I've said before, I'm a sucker for a good story and you, man, you you hit it out of the park with this one. I really, really, really appreciate it. It was definitely a weird trip. It sounds like it. I don't even remember where the hell that place was or how to get to it. I've never even heard of it. I would go back. I, oh man, I don't even remember how we started hearing that. Beef, if you remember how, what started the whole Satanist compound cult thing, what even what even implanted that into our brain? Let me know because I don't freaking remember anything. I'd ride. I'd ride along with you guys. Yeah, let's go. But uh, it'd be it'd be weird if there really was cameras in the trees. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm making that part up. Yeah, Brandon Jen hit me back if you remember this, but I I totally remember thinking people said there's cameras in the trees and looking into the trees and seeing the red blinking lights of cameras. So that makes it way more sketchy. Yeah. It was like double sketch. That is really weird. And the head the this disembodied head corpse thing that was bizarre to just even hang it on the fence like maybe it got caught on the fence and coyotes ate it or something i don't know you'd think if people lived in that house and they had cameras out there watching shit they would get the carcass off the fence maybe i don't know you would think but we had heard if i remember right we had heard stories of other people that went out there prior to and found heads on the fence that's why we thought man, let's go out there and check it out. And lo and behold, we go out there and there's a head on the fence. So either someone's playing a real twisted joke on us that night and went to the point to fucking killing a baby calf or something really bizarre is going on out there. 
But that was... I would oh vote my. bizarre. Hell, that was probably in 2005. That's so it's a been a minute. Long ass time ago. But I would go back there, if, Beef, if you want to drive. Yeah, you definitely got to drive. <laughs> Maybe we could go out there and open the Dybbuk box at the Satanist cult. Yes, compound. I'll stay in the car. And Brady will you drive away. You guys have to away. get out. <laughs> Brady will drive away. I will definitely drive away. <laughs> Blasting 6 9 <laughs> awesome <laughs> anyway that's our <laughs> submitted story thanks B for dredging up those memories I'd locked away yeah dude I appreciate it and as we said last episode this round me and Kyle each kind of took a stab at a conspiracy theory so I did my last one on the fact that we're all probably dead right now so Kyle's gonna take the uh, old wheel on this one and I'm just gonna let him go at it and kind of chime in so the floor is yours, my friend. All right. So I'm going to take everybody to probably one of the most forsaken places on the planet. And that's going to be... The Satanist Ant- compound. No, it's probably worse than that Dang place. It. Antarctica. <laughs> and a lot of people may be like, what? But there's a lot of mystery around this place. To start... They have recently found pyramids in Antarctica, which is strange. The photos popped up around 2016, and some people are theorizing that these could be built anywhere from 100 million years ago. Holy shit. Yeah, and it would have been around the time when the the continent was closer to the equator. And I believe two... Or there was about three pyramids found. Two of them are around 10 miles inland, while the third is near the coastline. I did, when once you started talking about this, I did find some pictures of the pyramids, so I'll post them on our social medias. Yeah, and they totally look like pyramids. Yeah, I mean, they there's do. no getting around it. So if it was closer to the equator, it would be well, well before there was any ice there. Is what yeah, absolutely, yeah. So... With that being said, there's no research that has ever mentioned a civilization in in Antarctica, much less with the ability to construct these pyramids. And if they're 100 million years old, that predates any sort of humanoid being, so to speak, that we know of anyway. Because I think Lucy, I looked it up, Lucy, uh, the... The skeleton they found is supposed to be the oldest known human relative. I think it's 3.2 million years old. So it's got her just knocked out of the park. Right. And and with all that being said, on top of it, these pyramids are estimated to be around 4,000 feet high, which is 10 times larger than the Great Pyramid of Giza, which is Dang. like the Pyramid of Pyramids. So wrap your head around that one. That's crazy. And the people who back this claim say we'd have to accept that everything we claim to know about anthropology and technology is flat out wrong. Yeah, you have to rewrite history. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm looking at them right now, and the def that especially the big one totally looks like a pyramid. Yeah, I mean without a doubt, looks like a pyramid. It's got four sides that are. I mean. Yeah. It's crazy. And then to further the conspiracy behind these pyramids, 
there are certain areas of Google Earth that are blurred out and people believe that they are hiding these pyramids from everyone seeing it or they're possibly hiding something more. Do they think there's more pyramids that they're blocking out? Well, I also read that they found a dome-like structure that kind of symbolizes or is similar to like old construction, like old, old construction. It's super crazy weird. So are they like, are they insinuating that there were past uh, civilizations? Yes. That created these like advanced civilizations from a hundred million years ago, or do they are they insinuating that maybe it was like aliens that did it? As far as what I've put together so far, they are thinking that it's past civilizations. Because I've read some theories that there were advanced civilizations well into the past that got so technologically advanced that they just snuffed themselves out. Right, which could be the lead-in to Atlantis. Ding. So there are some people that believe Antarctica could be the lost city of Atlantis. Damn. There was a college professor named Charles Haploid of Keene College, New Hampshire. He was the first one to draw attention to the fact that the continent appears on ancient portalands, which are port-to-port nautical charts that long predate the discovery of Antarctica by Captain James Cook in 1773. More important... Some of these maps appear to show the landmass as it was before the ice consumed its landscape. So that's pretty crazy that there are maps. Someone would have to have seen it before there was ice. <laughs> Absolutely. Do we have a timeline of how long they think Antarctica's been under ice? I didn't even think to look at that. I'm not 100% sure, but it. I know it said... Um, I'll Google it. In his opinion, these nautical charts were constructed from age-old source maps that have been copied and recopied across many thousands of years and were the handiwork originally of a sophisticated seafaring culture that existed as early as 7,000 B.C. That's old. Like, as you know, I am big into uh, American Native American history and artifacts and such. And 7,000 B.C., you're getting well back into the timeline. Like, as far as artifacts are found, um, pretty much the oldest in the artifact community is probably 12,000, 13,000 B.C., so it's not very far off. So it it could be in the realm of possibility then. Yeah, yeah, because that's, what, 10,000 years ago? There was definitely man, and there was definitely man all over over the world. Right, and that's just when these maps would have been around you know yeah you know there could still have been people well before yeah they could just be repeating what they what someone had said or what they'd seen exactly um as far as how long uh antarctica has been covered in ice i just googled this and according to sciencefocus.com the polar ice caps melted for a while after that. It wasn't until Africa and Antarctica separated around 160 million years ago that it began to cool again. By 23 million years ago, Antarctica was mostly ice forest, and for the last 15 million years, it has been frozen desert under a thick sheet of ice. So between 160 million and 23 million, 
you had just the cooling off period. So that's easy. That's a lot of time for it to not be covered in ice, which right. fits the timeline of the pyramids a hundred million years ago. It's almost smack dab dead in the center of that timeline. Well, I guess I should have paid a little bit more attention, but it was also pointed out that although most estimates suggest Antarctica became ice as much as 300 million years ago, uh, core samples were taken from the Ross Sea area that show evidence of pollen spectra from a green environment as late as 4000 BC. Oh, shit. Also, he proposes that the ice only fully engulfed the landmass following a polar shift in 9500 BC, a date that also coincides with the end of the last ice age. In addition to this, two writers from Canada, Rose and Rand Flemeth, proposed that huge landmass matches Plato's description of the island in both the Tamius and the Critis, which he asserts is the size of North Africa and Asia put together. That's big. Yeah. I mean, now in Plato's description, obviously this would have been, the city of Atlantis would have been in more so the Atlantic Ocean. But if this kind of predates the Ice Age, who's to say that at one point this landmass wasn't there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's tons of different theories as to where this landmass would have came from. Because that one that I just read said it, at one point it was connected to Africa. Right. Which, geographically speaking now, that kind of makes sense. Of course, it's going to break off from there and drift down. But at one point, all the continents were connected. Yep. You know, so there's a lot of shifting and shuffling going on in the time span of millions and hundreds of millions of years. Right. Now, in recent times, as far as Antarctica is concerned, there was a satellite that flew over called the Gray Satellite. It noticed a gravity anomaly below the ice of Antarctica. It reached 300 miles into space and pulled down on this satellite harder than anywhere else on the continent. What? Yeah. So, it, this this mass was measured at around 320 kilometers wide. And it's kind of like a plug, I guess, of dense mantle material. Theory said... It is a crater, and it it could be, or if it is a crater, it would be the largest ever found on the planet, which could have been the ones or the crater that killed the dinosaurs. That's nuts. Why would it have its own gravitational pull? I don't know. And that's, and some people, well, hold on. And then around this crater, I guess where, where it would be like the center of it, it also had like a blowout of 500 kilometers wide around the dense material. So something like something did hit there. Yes, or there is something there. The th- when it's when you said it has its own gravitational pull, I'm wondering like how strong of a gravitational pull it is. But it makes me think back to um, old boy who just did the Netflix thing. 
not not drawing uh, anything. Bob Lazar. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. When gotcha. he was talking about the alien technology found having and its own gravity, had its own gravitational pull. Right. Like, what if it was some giant ass mothership that crashed and had its own Which gravitational pull? Is one of the many theories surrounding the Arctic ice now surrounding Antarctica that there could possibly be aliens there which I'm a fan of but they're saying that it's about 151 miles across that's big it, it could be buried as deep as 848 meters underneath the land Holy some shit. people I mean just to, before I go any further so imagine the gravity that it would take to reach through 848 meters plus the 300 miles into space to pull down on a satellite. Man, that's nuts. Absolutely. Now, there are people that are theorizing that this could also be the entrance to hollow earth or inner earth or the underground or whatever you want to call it. That. I've looked into that, and that is another episode in itself. But I will say that I've read reports where commercial flights are not allowed to travel over the poles, even in instances where it will cut time or travel distances down. They're still diverted around the poles. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless a there's a giant ass hole up there that no one wants to see, which leads to hollow Earth, or b there is something with such a gravitational pull that it would pull planes out of the sky. Dude, that makes total sense. So, I didn't those think two about correlate. That. Yeah. Which is weird. That is super weird. It's weird. We're not going to, like, we'll probably save Hollow Earth for another episode. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't go too deep into the because Hollow Earth thing. That, but in a lot of the Hollow Earth theories, they talk about commercial flights being diverted but it could have nothing to do with the hollow earth it could just be because there's some big ass whatever it is buried underneath antarctica that's got such a gravitational pull that it could pull a plane out of the sky yep now can't explain that away well you kind of can't but to go and to go backwards for a second you know a lot of people are saying that like with with these pyramids and the the dome structure that's being found, they're kind of chalking it up to global warming. That some of the ice is starting to melt and it's starting to reveal these structures that maybe they weren't always there. Makes sense. It's I, I mean it's just it, it's like a giant like it it's a giant sheet of ice. You know there's got to be shit underneath it. Right. You know what I mean. Now that's melting off. Who the hell knows what we're going to find down there? Exactly. I mean, that's that's one thing I'm always worried about whenever they talk about going in there and uh, drilling into some of these lakes or drill just drilling down there, period, because that place has been under ice for ever. I mean, imagine what could be down there. Even outside of the realm of paranormal, what about dormant bacteria and exactly. dormant viruses? Like you want, Like, this is how the zombie apocalypse starts. You're going to go down there, drill something up, and then it's going to be just 28 days later. Yep. I mean, I worry about that type of stuff. I'm not a fast runner, so I don't want to have to outrun things. (laughs) Hollow Cult, summer is here. So you know what that means. Paranormal investigations, 
Encrypted hunts abound. But before you do that, you're going to need some good clothing. So we're excited to announce another month partnering with Tecovis. I feel like at this point, it's it's mandatory to have amazing clothes while you're out crypto chasing or ghost hunting. Because with Tecovas, every boot you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. And nothing says like you're there for business, like walking in in a pair of snakeskin boots. And with it being summer, like Steve said, they also have some sweet short sleeve moisture wickening pearl snaps that are definitely going to put you on the next level. And if you need to carry some stuff, like all your, your ghost hunting gear, you can use their ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags that are always going to get you where you need to be. And to keep cool, they also have men's and women's straw hats. So you're definitely going to want to check them out. That's perfect for keeping the sun off your head and getting getting sunburn up there. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova stores, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop all the latest styles. I personally am waiting for the cryptid lineup, where I can get me a pair of like Loveland Frogman skin boots, maybe some Loch Ness oh, Monster. Oh, yeah. Imagine that Loch Ness boot. Smooth. Smooth. But until then, you can visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. I'm not going to make it anywhere <laughs> either. I'm just going to sit here and accept it. Anyway, I digress. But some of the the other things that have been weird with this place is, I saw a picture of it. There is rectangular icebergs. Dude, and you showed me that. And that... It's weird. That's so... Like, it doesn't even look real. I know. It's so weird. NASA's the one that posted it. And there's guys there that... They claim that it's natural. Like, it, it all it did was break off the ice shelf. I mean, it's perfectly flat on top. And the side, it has 90 degree angles in it. I thought... The whole nine. Did I read somewhere that, like, 90 degree angles don't show up in... Like natural geography or some shit, or am I making that up? I don't know, but I, I thought I read it. that. Like that has to be made, I suppose. I guess there's ninety degree. I don't know. Sometimes I make shit up in my head and I believe it. So, but the question is, is if it was man-made, why would you make it? And it was huge. It wasn't just like a small. Like somebody could have just took a chainsaw and was like, Haha, "Watch this." Yeah, we'll post pictures of that too, just to give you guys kind of an idea. Yeah, I don't know. It was huge. I don't know why. Unless, unless, since they're altering gravity, maybe they cut that big chunk of ice out, lifted it up, put something under, dropped it back down. It's possible. What better place to hide shit than under a giant... Sheet ice? Ice cube. Uh, well... And that, that's about as far as we get on the rectangular icebergs. They're completely... It's bizarre. It's bizarre. They say it's natural. Which... I'm going to look that up real quick. Since you're you're in the wheelhouse here, I'm going to see why there are rectangular icebergs. So, carry on. Sorry. Furthermore, down the hole, there are supposedly secret na- Nazi bases there. And a lot of people will think that Hitler may have... Escaped to Antarctica on their uh, the Nazi submarine fleet, 
and gotten there, which there, there is evidence of Hitler being in uh, South America because there's crazy little German towns there to this day that still exist. And they take pride in the Nazis and they all speak German, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I saw that there is uh, architecture in those, I can't remember which South American country does Colombia or somewhere. It's somewhere down around there. And it's it's time period specific, World War II German architecture. Yeah. It's weird. it exists. That's so another, that's another story to So to make to. the leap from but my point is to make the leap from South America South America to Antarctica isn't that big of a leap. The only the only thing that gets me is why would you want to go to a place that frigid cold where exposed skin can literally get frostbitten you know within seconds because it's so cold there well to answer that question people are theorizing that he went and escaped into hollow earth hmm yeah I did see this um talking about people who had visited Antarctica we have Rudolf Hess a sponsor of 1938 1939 Nazi expedition and Hermann Goring also a sponsor of the Nazi expedition to Antarctica which is pretty crazy and it also brings up the other point of military bases being on this continent all the same now I don't remember what year it was but I know that there was a treaty signed that no one would put any military base on this continent for any reason whatsoever. Yet, there is claims that there are secret bases on this continent. And even the Chinese have made reports of an American base deep in the circle. <coughs> deep in the circle. And they were, they're worried about conflict. Now, the only involvement the military is supposed to have on this continent is to help researchers, you know, get places or hook them up with supplies or just aid them in their research. They are not supposed to do anything else. And yet there's a fit. Everybody's heard of Fitbit. Well, there's a heat map and it was created by this company called Starva and it maps where all the Fitbits are on the planet. It shows where people are walking you know, normal paths, et cetera, et cetera. Well, people have been searching these heat maps and finding very odd, odd things like places on Antarctica. And there's several places where these little paths show up in Antarctica. Some people have overlaid these with the terrain on Google Maps and nothing can be seen in these areas. But one area, what appears to be man-made, is a landing strip about seven miles away from where this Fitbit tracking is. So people are theorizing that there's an underground base in this area. And it's odd because where it shows where someone would walk, it's almost like a patrol pattern around this complex, which is strange. And it look, it appears to go, you know, I guess you would assume that the base is underground because they overlay it and there's nothing there unless they altered the photos to still show just uh, the land that was there prior but 
there's also another path that actually goes down like somebody got on an elevator went down and then walked another path it's really weird and there was a theory that me and Steve talked about a while back where all these big names kept popping up about visiting Antarctica and a lot of people were saying that it was possibly an alien mothership that was in the ice. And, you know, for example, as when I talk about high up people, I'm talking John Kerry, Prince Harry, and there's even reports of Barack Obama being there. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, I guess they did a Freedom of Information Act, which pulled out all these Fitbit trackers. And the people that went there, it's just, it's it's nuts. And you'd think with it being a giant, barren, ice, desert wasteland, no one would want to go down there. Like, I don't like being cold to begin with. Exactly. So why would we go down there? And in 2016, it was all a buzz with all this stuff. Like, astronaut Buzz Aldrin was medically evacuated from Antarctica after tweeting and deleting some bizarre, possibly sarcastic messages he tweeted, we're all in danger, it's evil itself, and apparently attached a picture of the pyramids that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's, you it's all alleged. All alleged. We're all in danger, Dude. it's evil itself. As a, let me read this information here. As a 33rd degree Mason, astronaut, military officer, some have suggested that Buzz Aldrin is someone you might send in person to verify something extremely interesting if it made use of his past experience. And many speculate what he saw on the moon, especially if it could be related to space technology, artifacts from an ancient human, human civilization, or aliens. Aldrin was at the South Pole around November 30th and was reported being rushed home on December 1st. Of course, the story of medical quarantine also works if you want to keep someone away from the press. Buzz Aldrin has dropped some interesting hints over the years. In talking about the moon, he said in one interview, I thought about how what I was looking at hadn't changed for thousands of years. Why didn't he use millions of years? Did he think something or someone had made changes mere thousands of years ago? Aldrin has allegedly been quoted on the topic of aliens on the moon, but these quotes kind of seem hoaxy. As far as John Kerry goes... Uh, the Secretary of State made an unprecedented journey there for what appears to be a flimsy pretext with vague reference to concerns related to climate issues. On November 8, 2016, the same day U.S. elections would grab everyone's attention and distract from any headlines of the strange whereabouts of the Secretary of State. After John Kerry returned to America, he suggested that a 35-year ban on private tourism taking visitors to Antarctica be put in place. The distance and climate already keeps Antarctic tourism to a minimum. Why would the further ban be needed? Exactly. And for him to go, for him being such a high-level official, the Secretary of State, to go on the same day as the U.S. elections, like what would drag him down there? Drag him away from everything that's going on, especially that, you know, that presidential election in 2016. It's just, it's bizarre. And to put a ban on it, like that's a pretty big red flag. Exactly. You know, and that and then, you know, what what military base has been in the news endlessly here lately? Area fifty one. Oh yeah. But let's think about it. If you're gonna store or hide even if it's just super insanely sensitive material, 
Where, what better place to hide it than Antarctica? Nobody's going to go there. I'm not. No. So why why on earth would high ups like this go there? What reason would they have to go to a place so cold? And all you're all you're supposed supposed to see is ice and snow. I say we start a page that storm the Antarctic pyramids. Well, I definitely ain't going to that one. Oh, speaking of which, not to change the subject, but they pulled down those Facebook pages. Storm right. Area 51. No kidding. Yeah. Ah, I just read that. I knew they was going to stop it before it even started. But I digress. Um, on Kyle's note about uh, important people visiting, it's all like takes place from mid-2016 to the end of 2016. Like All these big names are going there. I did a little research while I was sitting here, and it says Russian Patriarch Kirill, leader of Russian Zeth Orthodox Church, visited Antarctica for no apparent reason just a few days after an urgent meeting with Pope Francis. The first time... Such a meeting had taken place since the year 1054. Around the same time, U.S. Intelligence Director James Clapper flew to at least New Zealand, and rumors suggest he went there to see something in Antarctica. There's unsubstantiated rumors that Obama went there after visiting Argentina. The Australian Governor General Sir Peter Cosgrove visited Antarctica November 18th, 2016. And Moscow Times reported on December 19th that Vladimir Putin would make a visit at the height of the Antarctic summer in 2017. So these are all pretty big names going to check it out. I read another one where Bill Clinton went and at least made it down to New Zealand as well. So why would they all be going to New Zealand? Because it's close to Antarctica. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, because they don't want to go to Antarctica because that's where the aliens are. I, I are their like planes going to crash? I feel like there's obviously something there. From the gravitational pull. I mean, I don't even understand why you'd really want to put a military base there. Because it's so frigid. It's The environment is so harsh that I don't think many people could even fathom how harsh it is there. No. You know, because there was a guy that walked across a part of Antarctica and... He was saying that he had like a, a pinhole in his face mask and he got frostbite just from that little bitty pinhole. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I know it's not a place I would ever want to be. Like I said, I don't like being cold that much. I don't at all. So, I'm probably not going to go there. No. But, to get further on down the hole here, there are some people that think that it doesn't exist. That the, it's not even there. What? Antarctica doesn't exist? That Antarctica does not exist. Now, you should probably know what I'm thinking and where I'm going with this, but if you don't, Bro, it plays more into... Effect. No. It plays more into flat earth than anything. Oh, dude, I thought his Mandela effect. Like, people are going to remember Antarctica, but then it's not going to be there. Hey, it's possible. Damn, but, dog. I mean, the flat earth people, they think that there is simply an ice wall all the way around the planet, which would be like a tabletop with an ice wall all the way around it that keeps everything in, supposedly. I don't know that I so much buy this theory. But it is a theory, nevertheless. 
What? Yeah. Hold on. Let me Google this. Carry on. And I mean, there, there's just so much to dive into. I, I can't, I couldn't even get into all of it. You know, there's supposedly interests found that led to UFOs. Like I said, uh, secret military bases scattered all over it and the whole nine. I mean, I don't, I don't even see Antarctica being a very good strategic point unless you had guys that were trained in these cold weather conditions. Like Operation High Jump? Like Operation High Jump. Which we'll probably do an episode on eventually because Operation High Jump is a U.S. naval... Um, Operation, for lack of a better term, that took place in setting up, <sighs> gathering data on setting up naval bases in Antarctica. Which, as Brady said earlier, if they signed a treaty that they're not going to set up any naval base or any bases on Antarctica, why would you need information about setting up bases in Antarctica? Exactly. And I know a lot of countries signed that treaty. Yeah, it's we'll definitely jump into that. That's like again, that's an, another story for another day. These conspiracy theories just seem to fold on top of one another as you go and the it's just easy to get distracted from your original theory. Steve, didn't you didn't you tell me a story about a guy that flew into Hollow Earth down there? Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, because that was a that was a good one. So I thought about that a little bit, and I'm actually gonna save that story for the Hollow Earth story or the Hollow Earth episode because it's pretty dope. Yeah, that that makes sense. But reverting back to Operation High Jump, I was googling on that a little bit, and apparently there's a story that the U.S. Navy battled UFOs that were protecting Nazi Antarctic sanctuary in 1947. So that'd be theorizing that the Nazis had UFO technology. Or were in cahoots with the aliens. Okay. That's okay. what I'm thinking of. I so like it. I'm not going to go too thick into it because Operation High Jump and that whole thing could, again, be another episode with Task Force 68 and all that stuff. But, dude, the more... Antarctica's a crazy place. Yeah, It's I a mean, happening place. There's definitely a lot of alien hearsay surrounding Antarctica. It... It's nuts. It says the expedition of high jump ended after only eight weeks with many fatalities, according to initial news reports based on crew members who spoke to the press while passing through Chilean ports. Rather than deny heavy casualty reports, Admiral Byrd, who led Operation High Jump, uh, said that he had encountered an enemy that could fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds. Sounds like UFOs to me. That's what I'm thinking. That is what I'm thinking. That sounds like it'll be a fun one to dive into. Yeah. We are going to save that for another day as well. For sure. Like we said, these things just kind of spiral out of control. Yeah. But I just wanted to point that in there since we mentioned high jump. Um, yeah, it's nuts. So at the end of the day here, which of these do you dig? Um, the Antarctica doesn't exist. Caught me off guard. Kudos to that. Kudos on that. <laughs> but like the more you look into that as a flatter thing. And like you said, that's kind of its own little niche there. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, since I'm a big history buff and anthropology buff, the fact that the par- the pyramids kind of interest me, the fact that they're so damn old, like that really stood out to me. Well, and the sheer size of them too. Yeah, and uh, a civilization able to construct something of that magnitude that long ago would like like I said it would it would change history. You'd have to rewrite the history books because that's just you don't even have civilizations doing that 10,000 years ago that we know of. Let alone 100 million years ago. 100 million years ago there were dinosaurs and shit. Dude, that's nuts. That's nuts. I I think um I think for the most part I like them all. I mean, I see I know a lot of people really want to find the city of Atlantis. And I, I like the story. You know, I like the fact that the dude pointed it all out, kind of started drawing lines together. Um, the Fitbit one is rather interesting because there's a lot behind the Fitbit. And didn't you just read an article from uh, a guy from the Pentagon or the CIA about it? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Uh, let me look, let me look. But basically, while he's looking for that, basically what happened was people actually started finding classified bases and stuff from this Fitbit map. They were learning uh, base routes and all that stuff, and this guy acknowledges it. Yeah, that's I can't find the exact uh, article, but he's a... Uh like a top defense member in the military or in the Pentagon or in the CIA or something. And he said, he's not wearing the Fitbit anymore because of how it compromised military bases. When this all leaked out, like it shows exact paths and exact routes on these bases that, you know, that's valuable information an enemy could have. Yeah. I mean, if, if you guys go and look at it there, it's not just like a base in Antarctica or a place in Antarctica, it's all over everywhere where it's exposing these bases and people are freaking out about it. Antarctica stood out just because there's not supposed to be anything there. Yeah. So that that was kind of a big red flag, like, oh, shit, there's a lot of people moving around in Antarctica, but it gets overlooked that all of these military bases have people in them, and those people clearly use them Fitbits, so it exposed a lot of vital information that could could be hazardous you know and there was even one place in the wrong hands on antarctica where it was so strange because the path looked like a giant sea like somebody was just walking a sea path out of the middle of nowhere i wonder what that would be i don't know the dude is weird looking it you can look it up you can find it i'm looking at right there yeah it's just just a sea pattern it's so yeah it's weird what would that be i don't know I'm trying to think of structures, above ground structures, that would resemble that. Dude, there's nothing. Unless it's just a weird shaped building. Like a coliseum almost. Maybe they're having giant alien fight clubs in a big coliseum underneath Antarctica. If it was warm, I'd go. Like if it's warm underneath the ice. Well, I'd if I knew I wouldn't that. get killed by something, I would. I would well, know. we'd probably get put in the arena, but. Well, I would lose. Not to get too far away from things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just such a weird structure. See that little like little hump right at the halfway point? Yeah. 
That's so weird. I wonder how... I, I'm going to have to look into this Strava stuff, Strava Labs, and see how accurate this kind of thing is. I mean, it it is possible that it is some type of malfunction or... But I don't feel glitch. like... Like, I'm just talking about this specific C. Like, if it just ballparks it, you know what I mean? But I oh, don't yeah. feel like it would screw up this many times in Antarctica. Well, yeah, you wouldn't think so. It's just, when you think of Antarctica, you, you don't imagine people just being there and hanging out. Oh, I wouldn't go You there. know? So, I I don't know. I thought it was strange. I thought I'd bring it to you guys and let everybody hear about it and tell us what you think. Yeah, definitely. If anyone's been to Antarctica and have seen anything, tell us, because that'd be dope to hear about. That would be... That would that would shell shock me for sure. <laughs> yeah. That somebody listening to us has been to Antarctica. Dude, I get stoked when we pop up in Australia or the UK. Antarctica would be hella dope. Maybe that's what the uh the others on our list is from. Yeah, any of our other podcast people that listen, like we're always checking our statistics and stuff and we like to look at the little world map where everyone listens from. And it tells you the countries that people listen. To you in and it names you off even if you have like one listener in a country it'll tell you like France yeah France or Turkey or whatever but then there's a little section that says other so we don't know what other means yeah it's someone weird. listening from the moon I hope so that'd be awesome would be awesome anyway we're getting carried away we normally do that yeah so that is the episode for the evening um, what else do we need to talk about? Anything? Check us out at all our social medias. We already talked about that. Leave um, us reviews if, you, if you're kind enough to. Yeah, we, we also appreciate it. got some stickers together. Probably going to pop them up for sale. If anybody would like to purchase some stickers. Help keep this train rolling. Yeah, some podcast stickers and some Let's Get Weird stickers. Because we're trying to... Holler at us. We're definitely always trying to get a little bit better equipment and... Stuff like that, you know, and more merch for everybody and enjoy. Yeah, that way you can rep the hollow sky. Yeah, we're not really trying to expect them paying any bills, but, you know, just keeping merch rolling and maybe upgrade a little bit more of our equipment and we'll be doing pretty all right. Yeah, and the stickers are dope, so. They are pretty cool. They go good on a hard hat, their work comrades. I got them on my lunchbox. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. So, until we meet again. Deuces. Let's get weird.